Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Dega. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in. We're ready to go. We got a loaded show for you guys this week. We got Extreme Rules. We got to talk about. Um, we've got the end of the 2022 baseball season as well, and we're also talking some college football this week. Next week, we're going to talk uh, a lot Lions based on the bye week and all that good stuff, so it's a perfect time for us to talk your Detroit Lions and the dumpster fire that is their defense. So lots of stuff to cover this week, Mike. Um, we're going to be previewing the NBA season and NHL season next week as well, so next week we got a lot of previews, a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff going on, but let's start, Mike, with what just happened as we're recording 24 hours ago, or 12 hours ago, not even 24 hours, 12 hours ago, uh, WWE Extreme Rules. We previewed it last week. Um, overall grade for the show, Mike, before we kind of get into a match-by-match. Match. I-, I think it's one of those situations where the highs are really good, but then, like, everything else was kind of forgettable. Like, I think there's, like, yeah. a couple things where you're going to go back and go, oh, that was pretty cool. Um, but I don't think this show is going to stick out next year from now and be like, man, Extreme Rules last year was loaded. I'm yeah. not going to go out and say that. Like... C plus. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. I think I it's know. like a, a very average show yeah. with some decent high points mm-hmm. having just watched it. Yes. Like, I'm not going to come back two years from now when we're doing our five-year anniversary or whatever being like, hey, remember Extreme Rules 2022? Yeah, this is not a pay-per-view I'll like, ever go back and right, watch. Right, exactly. No. 100%. No. Uh, it's not the sweet, sweet No Way Out 2001 that I like to go back and watch every once in a while. It's not the <laughs> NXT TakeOver New Orleans yeah. I go back and watch yesterday right. instead of those. Yeah. Um, you know, so let's just jump into it, Mike. Uh, lots of stuff to go over. Some big news coming out of that show. So let's just mm-hmm. jump right into it. Yeah. So we opened up with, uh, in my opinion, the, the best, best match on the best card. match on the show. It's all downhill from here. It folks. was really funny because Michael Cole on commentary after this match said, "And this is only the first match. Just wait and see what else we got." And I said, "Oh, nothing. No, yeah, no. Was, okay. This was the highlight of the show. Uh, we had our good old fashioned Donnie Brooks six man tag match. We yeah. had the brawling brutes, Butch, Rich Holland, and Sheamus defeating." I hate the name. It sounds so stupid. <laughs> Defeating Imperium, Giovanni Vinci, Gunther, and Ludwig Kaser in 17 minutes and 50 seconds. Um, this match was hard-hitting. This match was brawling, brutaling, yeah. and uh, everything in between. These guys beat the shit out of each other. They did. Legit. Uh, I can't get over how over Sheamus and their group is right now, like Pete Dunne or whatever they want to call him now, Butch. Butch. All good. Right. I'm really surprised Butch hasn't just gotten his name back with everything else. I'm waiting for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. Um, but they're super duper over right now. Sheamus reaching like, what was the year he won the, the world title from Daniel Bryan? 10 seconds? 2016? 2012. Oh, yeah, right. I was in high school. Shit, that's right. Yeah, so 2012. So like that level of popularity where he was super over there for about a good six, eight months where people are like, yeah, Sheamus. He's going to kind of reach that level. And I think it's very much correlated to the banger matches he's been having with Gunther. Mm-hmm. Like, hot damn. Their match on SmackDown, really, really good. You saw it. He was still beat to shit. His chest and everything was all fucked up still. Lots of goodness coming out of this match. I love Imperium. I love that they're back together. Can dig that all day long. Yeah. Um, future world champion, clearly. Yeah. Um, the only thing I want is uh, Imperium's like original theme back. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't heard this new theme because yeah. I don't like listen to the themes all the time. Right. And I was ready for the like the whole crowd just to be like da 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 da. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm pumped for that. And then it was like this new song, and yeah. I was like, I don't know if I like that yeah. as much. But, <laughs> but the presentation's still great. Yeah, the presentation's really good. I like the pillars and everything. They look, they look clean, right? Um, 
I don't know how you feel about this, but you know how my my take on this when it comes to the mid card championships. Mm-hmm. I this is a night and day difference. Like the Intercontinental Title main event in SmackDown, right where it was like that's a big match, big fight feel. It felt important. Now coming on to here where you're like, man, it. I don't know how you feel about it. I feel like the mid card championships right now feel more important. We're gonna get a huge match with Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins for the U.S. title on Monday night. I don't know. I, it, to me, it just feels like they're really trying to put an emphasis on that to kind of a, spread the wealth yeah. and not just completely rely on Roman. I think the only difference I would have made to the series events yep. is have the six-man on SmackDown yes. and have the championship yes. match at the pay-per-view. Yes, a thousand percent. Because then Sheamus could have pinned... Yep. Gunther G- set up the money. Not even yeah. Gunther. You could have just had yeah. to pick like Ludwig Caser right. or something. Right. And it's like, okay, now we're going to set up right. because you pin one of my henchmen. Exactly. So now I'm going to give you this match. The momentum and then, going into the title match. And then right. you can make the match like an extreme yeah, right. whatever kind of match. And then they can use weapons with just one-on-one for the title. I think that's the only switch I would have made yeah. to this. But other than that, uh, everything else works. So yeah, I'm good. digging the feud. I think, it's, I think it's doing great business for them right now. It's one of those things where like it's just – you see it. You can literally see it on television where certain guys are just like, hey, we're going to go beat the crap out of each other, and then we're going to go backstage and high-five and go, that was awesome. Yeah. That's that's what this feels like in a lot of respects. So, yeah, best match on the show for me. Um, this match was great. Yep. Uh, next up, we had the SmackDown Women's Title Extreme Rules match. Uh, Ronda Rousey ends up defeating Liv Morgan in 12 minutes and 48 seconds to win the SmackDown Women's Title in a weird arm bar triangle triangle thing thing whatever yeah. i i need i need some ufc people to tell me what maneuver that was because i don't know what it was and i watch a lot of ufc every week spinning whirly dervish but yes. um, uh but yeah round rousey wins they there was one baseball bat shot yeah. when it happened live when when Liv morgan jumped off the stairs yeah and she hit her with the baseball bat that i was like i thought she really just nailed her with it yeah and i was like oh that that like broke a rib like yeah. you're like donezo and then it looked really fake when they showed a slow replay of it right but um i thought i thought they started off like just like soft hitting each other yeah. and i don't know if like Someone live like, hey. really hit ronda or ronda did something but like then ronda really started unloading yeah like actually looked like she was hitting her and then Liv was like okay then I'll start hitting you yeah. and then she started really wailing it and then it looked like they were actually beating each other up for a while um well here's the thing with that too right it's an extreme rules match you got to lay it in you, you have to because yeah. otherwise if you hit somebody lightly with a kendo stick it's gonna sound terrible yeah but like you like the baseball bat shot yeah. like I feel like Ronda started off like yeah, dude, right. like tapping it, mm-hmm. and then there like something happened in the match somewhere where it was like, no, I'm gonna, and then she like wound up and really started like laying it more on, and right. I was like, man, I don't know, like, this kind of kind of looks real to, yeah. to a point. You need to go to a, the Sting School of how to use a baseball bat. Yeah, uh, really do. But yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, this match was it was it was fine. I I don't know. It's yeah. one of those things where this is a tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, all right, we're just gonna give the title back to Ronda, and now we're gonna see where that goes, right? Yeah, Ronda's it, much better as a heel, at least. So there's that. There's that. Um, they of it. they had the the video package for Charlotte. It's the same video package they showed, I think, at um, wherever they were Clash Clash or whatever. I think it was the same video package, maybe slightly so. different, but yeah. they had the video package of Charlotte's coming back soon. Yeah. So I imagine that. The plan, the, I, I heard the plan was Ronda and Charlotte at mm-hmm. Mania or the Rumble or something. Right. Wouldn't be shots. 
she wins the title, holds it to Mania, and Charlotte takes it from her. Or something. Yeah, I'm not, like, that, that'll be fine, quite be frankly. Um, yeah, they're just kind of hurting on depth a little bit on the SmackDown side mm-hmm. from a women's perspective, you know, with, like, Bayley's fashion going over to Raw. So it's like... Bianca and Becky all on Raw. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just a little bit harder to do. So I'm interested to kind of see who they elevate to kind of get into that spot because I don't think... The problem is Liv Morgan's not super experienced and Ronda's definitely not super experienced, so you don't have anybody to lead, mm-hmm. right? So, like... When you have these matches, that's why Ronda looks so much better against a Sasha or a Bailey or a Charlotte, right, or an Asuka, because they are the ones in control of the match and they allow, they put Ronda in position to succeed. In this type of scenario, Liv Morgan would be playing the role of Ronda in a match against Charlotte, right, mm-hmm. where she's letting Charlotte put her in the spots, right? Yeah. So. It not not taking away anything from their experience, but it's just the reality of it, is that certain ones are just better they're just better wrestlers like you can hate charlotte all you want but she's the best women's wrestler in the world yeah. you know what i mean it just kind of is what it is yep uh next up we had the match i think i'm most disappointed in watching yeah we had karrion cross defeating drew mcintyre yeah. in a strap match went 10 minutes exactly um karrion wins because he was about to die yep and then scarlet comes in pepper sprays drew yep. and then drew gets the Gets, gets pin one gets two three um reason two reasons why i'm disappointed in this one i thought this was just gonna be like a banger where there's gonna be the crap out of each other didn't happen did not happen nope. two the rules were different yeah. i thought it was the four corner touchy strap match yeah um this was just a first pinfall yeah. strap match right um so that automatically just kind of made me upset with the rules yeah. and so both of those plus the matches wasn't good in general no um and here's the thing this is a big match for cross yeah he gets now, the win. I do think Cross looked good yeah. in the match with yes. Drew. Yeah. But the match I don't think was very good. Yeah, I, I, you know, and it's one of those things. I don't know if the strap hindered or not, maybe, like some of the stuff that they, they could do together. I'm not 100% sure. Here's my issue right now, and I'm, I'm kind of starting to swing the other way on Cross a little bit. When he first came in, I was really high on him. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, this is a player. But what I'm noticing is that, like, he's not a very good wrestler. Like, I, I understand he doesn't need to be Mr. Technical. That's mm-hmm. not his shtick by any stretch. But he doesn't look like he's laying it in. Mm-hmm. Like when Gunther hits – Gunther is not an intimidating guy. Just look at it. I mean, he's tall, right? So, But, like, when you just look at his face, he's like, oh, he's a little scowly, you know, mm-hmm. used to be chubby dude, right? But when he wrestles – you feel the intensity when he hits you, right? Not, And I'm not talking just the big old hand slaps. I'm just talking the physicality portion of it. When Cross is working, it doesn't look like he's hitting you a lot yeah. of times. And that's a frustration for me. When Drew wrestles, I feel like Drew and Roman's a perfect example. I thought Drew and Roman did a phenomenal job at Clash at the Castle because it looked like they laid their shit in. I didn't see that in this match from Cross. I don't know if it was just me trying to nitpick, I just I just came away from that. I was like, why why do I fear you? Mm-hmm. Why why are you so intimidating? Why are you a badass? Because right now I'm not seeing that. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm hoping to see another level. I know they tried to add some edge to him in the last couple weeks on SmackDown. I don't think his finish helps either. The straight jacket thing is stupid. It's just a headlock, you know. And then the the forearm thing, it doesn't look as good. Maybe it's because we've seen Will Ospreay kind of do a similar move, the mm-hmm. hidden blade, where he looks like he just took someone's head off. Yeah, he does look like he just takes someone's head off. Like, the, the finish felt flat to me yeah. in this match. I just want to see a little more physicality out of Cross for me to feel like, dude, this dude is a 
you know, a Samba or whatever judo guy, whatever his shtick is, mm-hmm. he's a legitimate freak of nature. Yeah. Because if you're not, and you can't, ha- you don't have the technical prowess behind your stuff, then what are you to me? Because mm-hmm. yeah, you ain't beating Roman with no. that. You're not going to sell me that he's going to beat Roman with that shit. Mm-hmm. This is not going to happen. So Drew's trying his ass off to get him over. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I was. This match is not it for me. No, strap matches are tough too. It, like I said, because you're restricted. How many things are you gonna do? They just whipped each other time, which looks like it hurt. Like, oh hell, yeah, of course. By the way, yeah, you know, I, you know, there's a couple stipulations like this where you just it doesn't lend well. Once you get to a point, you're kind of like I, now I, I'm stuck. I, I think our you know co-main I mean? event yeah. also does right too, exactly. So let, let's keep going. Uh, next up, we had the. We're going to yeah. say first ever yeah. women's ladder, ladder match. Not TLC, TLC match because I fact checked yep, that bad yep, boy hard. Yep, yep. Um, first ever one on one single women's ladder match yep. for the Raw Women's title. We had Bianca Belair defeating Bailey 16 minutes and 11 seconds. This match was on course to going the exact way I thought it was going to go, and then Bianca got the win instead. Yeah. But Bian- Not happy. Bianca was going to win. Bailey's whole crew came out. Yep. Bianca beat all of them. Yep. And then it, it gave Rob's weird tingles of NXT TakeOver 35 yep. when Gargano beat all of Undisputed Era and still won the title at the A end. Bianca Belair beats all of Bailey. I'm just upset by it. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey, beat, yeah. Bailey got beat with all her crewmates out there and Bianca retains in a ladder. Yeah. Match. I like the very end, the finish, the KOD with the ladder on there. Bailey definitely whacked her face on that ladder. Cause yeah. you saw her immediately. She went, Oh, whacked her mouth on there. Yeah. So that finish, that part was, if you're going to do it, at least that part, you're like, Oh yeah, she's dead. Like yeah. that sucks. However, you got everybody out there. They're the women's tag team champions. They've been killing everybody. They beat you in three on three comp last month. Yeah. And so now it's three on one. And, that they can overcome uh-huh. doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything, right? You set it up perfectly. They attacked Alexa and Oscar last Monday night, so it's Bianca by herself. All this shtick, and then you come out, and Bianca still overcomes, and you go, "How? How does she overcome? How does that work? It's three on one. Your women's tag team champions, the best women's tag team, quote unquote." in the world that's what you're advertising them as being the champions and bianca belair is unstoppable and not only just disregards that but also takes out the leader of said faction longest reigning smackdown women's champion in 15 minutes doesn't i just don't get it i don't understand what what the negative was to take the title off of bianca here i didn't see a negative in that situation because of all the odds you go well no shit yeah. And then at some point she gets retribution, Survivor Series or Rumble or wherever, she gets the title back and you go, see, I knew it when, when it's just Bailey and Bianca, Bianca's going to win every time. That's the point. Yeah. Just didn't, I didn't get it. Didn't like it. Thought that it was clunky the whole match. It was not, it was not good. I yeah, no, it. I, yeah, this was, this, I wasn't necessarily, I would say the strip match was more disappointing because I thought that match would be brutal. Had more potential. It had more potential. Yes. But this match also was not very good. I just didn't. I just didn't go in thinking this was going to be this they, banger they of a ladder match. They on commentary. Like, they're like, man, there's a lot of indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's because they don't have the hell that, like, it's clunky. Ladder matches are clunky because you got to set shit up and then make you forget about it and then come back to it and do all these things. And at this point, like, a ladder match and, like, Hell in a Cell and some of these matches like this, they've been done so many times now. What are you going to do? Yeah. You can't – there's only so many times you can reinvent the wheel before you go – Maybe we just take some stuff and just kind of yeah. try to do it our own. So it was it was tough. 
All right, co-main event here. Uh, we had Finn Balor, Edge, I quit match, which is another one of those matches I don't... I, I've always come to the conclusion yeah. with wrestling that if it doesn't end in a pinfall for the most part, yeah, I have a trouble like working with it. Strap match is like the one that I like where you just hit the yeah, four corners. Yeah, or like a bull rope match. Or a bull rope match, where you yeah. just, but you have to hit yeah. the four corners. Mm-hmm. I think that can get well, interesting. Well, because you build anticipation. It's like a three count. It's, yeah. He's got the one, he's, he's got, got the two, two three. Uh, oh, no, 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 the guy taps it. Damn it. Now we got to yeah. start all over exactly. again. Exactly. So, yes. like, I always think those are interesting. Stuff like an I quit match, it's, like, it's very gimmicky, and, like, it's very, like, either it comes out of nowhere or it's very predictable how it happens. I think me and you, you don't even have to watch this match. Me and you just kind of hit this right on the spot last week. Oh, my God, week. we nailed this So, this, this match went 29 minutes and 39 seconds, just just for cue. Mm-hmm. Um, the first about 24 matches 24 minutes of this match was hit, 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 ask him. Hit, yep. hit, hit, ask him. Right. Throw you off the stage, ask him. Right. You know? Right. And I always think it's funny because it Michael Cole said a really funny line, which I 100% agree with, but he goes, so if he passes out, how does he say I quit? And I go, yeah, how do you? That's a good That's a good point. Yeah, so you right. can't, you right. can't like make them pass out. You just have to hurt them enough to not make them pass out but want to quit at the same time, which is a wild thing. But, so we get to the end of this match. Uh, Rey Mysterio comes out for like seven seconds. Gets obliterated. Just obliterated. Never see him ever again. Yeah. I know. That, it's funny. Which is I, watch, I watched this with my girlfriend, and she literally went, so is that Ray guy just dead? I go, yep, right until the finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And then um, Edge, Edge will never quit unless no. his wife yep. is in danger. Right. And his wife's about to get concertoed mm-hmm. by Rhea Ripley. The three Judgment Day people are holding him back, so he whispers... Yeah, He's like, well, that was the other part too. I was like, "Can you say it so people can freaking hear you?" Yeah, he was like, "I quit, I quit, I quit." Yeah, and, and, I was and like, then my uncle's like, "Oh, he, he said I quit. He, he said, said I quit." He said yeah. It. yeah, and so they freaked out, and like he does, Edge does not watch enough um, revenge movies. <laughs> Or action movies, yeah. because if I was in Edge's situation, I go, well, she's gonna hit this concerto anyway, so I yeah. might as well not quit and lose yeah. the match. Because yeah. the second he says it, she goes, "That's good. I'm still gonna do it." And then yeah. she winds up and hits her with the concerto. Good her. heat, though. Good Very heat. good heat. Yeah, though. good yes. heat for the Judgment Day. This was huge for the Judgment Day yes. in a lot of ways. I for just going back to the start. Yes. I loved Finn's entrance. Mm-hmm. I like the mask thing. I think it's neat. It's just a different presentation. I love his music. It just felt like a different fin in that particular moment in time, which I thought was kind of neat, you know, go and, and, you know, applying that logic to what you're hearing of where triple H is like, no, no, we got to reestablish Finn as a guy for us, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm like, finally, um, saw a little bit more of a violent side out of Finn. I thought, and I don't know how you feel about this because I usually I can kind of take it or leave it, but I thought this match in particular would have benefited a lot from a little bit of color. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Where you get to that point where they're both just beat to shit, right? And Edge is trying to overcome. Ray comes out and helps him. No one else is the, the numbers game. Beth's out there. He's bleeding, right? Everyone's, you know, because you, at the end of the day, the biggest problem I had with this match, I actually really thought the finish was fine. I thought we kind of predicted it perfectly, quite frankly, um, was at the end of the match, it looked like Edge, because of his concern for Beth and her her well-being, it's like he forgot he just caught his ass kicked for the last 25 minutes, and he was totally fine, right? He was just like, come on, everyone, like, I need someone to help me, rather than being, like, he's just as exhausted, mm-hmm. or almost, he needs to almost crawl over to her to help her, yeah. rather than it being a, you know, 
well, now I have this massive sense of urgency. I'm like, yeah, but you just fought for 25 minutes there, guy. So that part was a little bit meh to me. Um, also, never got Finn as declared the winner, by the way. He just said, I quit, and the bell rang, and no one was like the winner of the match, I was like, which I thought was weird. Um, big win for Finn, though, here. It allows Edge to go away a little bit. Beth and him, I'm sure, are going to come back at some point, and we're going to get some sort of mixed tag thingy, thingy going on, which I'm totally cool with, quite frankly. Um, but I kind of want this feud to kind of wrap it up because mm-hmm. I want to see Edge doing other things, and I kind of want to see the Judgment Day doing other things. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know where they. I don't know where they go post this. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. Yep. So. And then we had our main event of the evening. We had yeah. our. I gotta get the official name of this. The Fight Pit match yep. with special guest referee Daniel Cormier. Who looks like Daniel Cormier ate Daniel Cormier, by the way. He's yes, enjoying is. retirement. Yes. My goodness. If, if nobody knew who Daniel Cormier was, they'd be like, who's this fat dude in the ring? No offense. Like, I'm sure he could kick my ass, no problems. But, yeah. like, he, yeah. he, he didn't look good. Uh, we had Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins. Who's Matt Riddle? Matt Riddle, my favorite wrestler <laughs> in the world, Matt Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Superstar. <laughs> yeah, they uh, went for a good 16 minutes, 38 seconds. Um, Matt Riddle hits what like what looked like the worst move to take ever. Oh yeah, was and like land. Yeah, like yeah. but like he landed right on Rollins like hip, and I was like, dog, that's, that's yeah. gotta be like the Not worst good. pain ever. Not and good. then makes Rollins tap out. Yeah to the triangle thing. Thingy. Yeah. There's a lot of submissions. I don't know what they actually are, but they're yeah. submissions. Um, makes Rollins tap out 16 minutes, 38 seconds. Riddle gets his win back. I think the only thing I don't like about this yeah. is Rollins is fighting for the U.S. title now. Yeah. So that's the part, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the part that's weird is it's like, we set. It's like he's got two different storylines going, going at the same, same time. time. Yeah. And while that's a testament to how good Rollins is, at the same time you're like, okay, so he just lost to Riddle clean. So does that mean how is he going to beat Bobby now? And I am a thousand percent in agreement with you on that because it. As excited as I am for that match, I agree with you where you go. How can you justifiably give Seth a title shot? He loses clean. Mm-hmm. Now he's gonna like I kind of would rather just be like, all right, now we're just gonna do Riddle versus Lashley, and I go right, okay, cool. Or, or Riddle gets added or something, yeah. something to that effect, right? So yeah. yeah, that is a bit that is a bit clunky. I thought this match suffered with no ring ropes. Sure, like yeah. seriously, because they couldn't do their all, yeah, yeah. And I understand the gimmick. I, yeah. I totally understand the premise of it. Or but Rollins's fight style. When they did Thatcher versus Riddle, it made all the sense in the world. Yeah. Thatcher doesn't go up high. He's a hard-hitting dude. Riddle, or I mean Rollins, he's all over the place. He's yeah. he's jumping. He's yeah, I think I think this would actually be like I'd rather that this match be like an extreme rules match. Yes. Riddle wins. Yeah. And then Riddle yeah. faces Bobby Lashley in a fight pit match. Yes. I mean, that would be a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, a thousand percent. Because like Rollins is a lot of his stuff is coming off the ropes or coming off a turnbuckle yeah so you lose that and it's like what the hell is Rollins gonna do it and i and, and i get it and i understand like if bruce pritchard was here he'd be like well that's the point it's it's riddles match yeah i get that hundred thousand percent that's why he won no, exactly 100%. yes it just felt like the match was limited a little bit in what they could do because you're like what the hell are we gonna do without you know we gotta climb this cage they made a 85 remarks about how there's a three foot wide 
ledge up there, mm-hmm. which really didn't come into play very much until the very end. I was coming for a hope for like a superplex or something cool, but yeah. didn't get that. It just felt like, oh my god, yeah, would have. But just was looking for something as like you know outside of the bro thingy that he did the mm-hmm. the senton. Yeah, the I was bro like, senton. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. It just felt like I was lacking the physicality or like the next level for this match. Mm-hmm. I thought their match at what was it, Clash of the Castle, mm-hmm. was way better. Yes, it was way better than this. And then, yep. So that was the only thing to me. Where I was like, I just kind of feel like they're being almost stifled by the cage. Yeah, you know. Yep. So then, I have more. Oh yeah. yeah. Something does happen after this. So completely forget everything you just talked about. Yeah. No one gives a shit. No one. Gives, no one. No one. No one really cares about this yeah. show after this. Riddle's walking out there and they kill him. And Riddle's like, "Thank God, I'm going home." Like immediately. Yeah. Literally. So uh, they're walking out. The fun. So like, I guess I guess we have to go back to the, uh, the pre-show. The gold. The gold old-fashioned Donnybrook match. Yes. Because the uh, the brawling brutes come out. And then they cut off their entrance for like yeah. ten seconds yep. to get the white rabbit thing yep. to like dig in the X yep. to like dive in to say, oh, he's at extreme rules. I guess that's the right. idea. Or X marks the or spot. Or X marks the spot yeah, right. here or whatever. So you knew something was coming. I liked here just quickly here. They didn't stop commentary. So meaning, Michael Cole's talking. They cut. Go to the rabbit. Come back. He's still in mid sentence. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. thought that was a very subtle touch where i went that's that helps yes from a legitimacy standpoint yes i agree yeah and then um, it's almost like they didn't know what was happening and that's yeah. cool yes yeah um and then that's interesting yeah it's like like the, yeah, the, like the, the audience yeah. in the in the right. audience like see that on the right. screen exactly. i wonder yeah because if they didn't then that's a cool little thing where you go oh you can go shit. back to the show and watch yeah, it yeah exactly um but yeah so they're going off riddles walking out the weird part was they put the the bottom left, like Extreme Rules 2022, blah blah yeah, blah, where they start going like, off the air, and I was like, "Are they not going to do anything yeah, I was with like, this?" Well, I was like, "This is kind of weird." Yeah. I kind of waited this long to see if they're going to do anything, and then the coolest part was they go to Black, and Cole goes, "Are we off the air?" And yeah. I thought that was a cool twist yes, too. Exactly, it was like he was yes. like, are, "Are we still going? Like, what's going yeah, on? Are we on? Are we still on the air? Why yeah, are like, we he's on like the talking air? to Triple yeah. H in his ear, like, yeah. "What's going on?" Kind of thing. Yeah, and then. Long story short, they took you through the the they abandoned Firefly Funhouse stage. Yep. You saw all the all the, the tw- characters. All the characters are yep. in cobwebs or whatever, including the fiend stuff. Right, you mm-hmm. had the fiend, you had the fiend in the crowd. Yep. Then you had the burned fiend mask on the commentary table. Yeah. You, so you had all these characters. Yeah, you had the characters walking around. By the way, the bunny. Yeah, was looks, the scariest one yeah. by far. That they thing all, was they terrifying. All look kind of but they were up. all kind of messed up. But the bunny one, I uh, the bunny one was just like. That's terrifying. I would never <laughs> want to look at that thing. Um, but they were all just kind of around the arena. I like how like they went to each one and zoomed in really hard yeah. on them. Yeah, and then they really cut the lights and they're like, back, back it up, back, back it up, back it up, back it up. We got another one. Yeah. Um, and then finally, you get the door, mm-hmm. uh, the gassy door. It looks like the Undertaker door, basically. Opens up, and then you got the lantern, and you got him walking out with his mask. Unveils himself. Bray Wyatt comes back. Huge Probably pop. the second biggest pop. Maybe third biggest pop I can think of in the last like two or three years. Yeah, this was huge. I think the only pops that are bigger are Punk's return and maybe when like Brian and Adam Cole debuted it all out. Yeah. Or right, probably the only. Cody had a pretty big one at Mania. Oh, Cody had a big one at Mania too. Yeah, yes. that's a pretty big yeah. one too. Either way, top T- five definitely top five. Sure. Definitely top five, one hundred percent. And here's like the part points. I find interesting about that, and I think in some capacity it's kind of similar almost because while they are genuine, it's like they were calling for him all night. 
Yeah, the they was. And they still knew it was going to be him, and they still went and were like, "Yeah." I think I think this is why, other other than Punk, I think it's the most impressive yeah. one. Is because the Punk one, they basically sold out a twelve thousand seat arena on the speculation on the speculation that it was happening. Didn't help it was in Chicago. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. everything like yeah. leads up to tell yeah. you, hey, it's going to happen here. Right. But they didn't say CM Punk's coming out tonight. Right. Um, this one was kind of the same thing, except it was at a pay-per-view. Right. So, like, you were going for the pay-per-view yeah. with the idea that Bright the, the White back. Rabbit thing was going to be unveiled at this pay-per-view. Yeah. But you were still, if it didn't, you're like, all right, I still went to a pay-per-view, so that's right. cool. Um, so that's why I would put it just slightly lower. Same thing with the Cody ones. Like, everyone was like, Cody's going to be the mystery opponent, yeah. but, like, I'm going for WrestleMania. Right. But it's just an added bonus yeah. kind of thing. For sure. Um, to see your but to see your prediction be realized. Be realized. Like, oh my god, god that's actually awesome. gonna happen. This yeah. is cool. But uh Bray Wyatt is back. We don't know at this moment if he's gonna be on TV next week. I would assume he's on Raw or SmackDown this week. Um, but who knows? We don't know who he's gonna be feuding with. We don't know why he's we don't, we literally have no idea about anything. So um, I'm I'm fascinated. It's I'm interested. I, I think this is a this is such a great job by WWE and Triple H to in a pay per view like this. Or a premium live event, as they like to say it nowadays. Say premium live event. This in itself is such a big deal for us to be. We talk about every show just because that's part of the, the the job here. But when it comes to your fandom, right, and your intrigue in the product, you want to watch Raw now, if yeah. for no other reason to go. What the hell was that? He's back. What does this mean? What 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 is he gonna do? Like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he going for the title? Is he not going for the title? What's the deal? Who's he gonna feud with? Why? What's he gonna say? All this shit, you don't know. Yeah. So all of that, you go. Well, now I gotta watch Raw. Yeah. And I think me and you are both in agreement. Yeah. That they should announce. Yes. He's coming back. Oh, absolutely. On whatever, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, whatever. Yeah. They should be like. Bray Wyatt's gonna be here. Oh yeah, because you get the numbers up. Yeah, so I, I I would expect them to announce that whenever whenever he comes back. Are you? It should you... be like a surprise, like at the end of Raw tomorrow. No, no, that no. it's like, oh he's he's back. oh there he is he's back. Right, like right. I think it should be like he's there, coming yeah, it back. It needs to be front page news type deal. Yes. Um, were you disappointed all that was Bray? Or, no, not okay. necessarily. Okay. I think who else did I think? I thought it was either Bray at a small chance it could be like. Sasha or Naomi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought there was like a one percent chance. I had another name. I totally forgot who it was. Though. Yeah, but there was like one other person. I was like, I guess it could be. But I was like, ninety percent sure it was gonna be Bray. Yeah, ninety five percent sure it was gonna be Bray. So that's kind of what I was too. I was like, if it's somebody just brand new, I would have been like, okay, I can yeah. I can at least see where it goes. Yeah, right? I just couldn't think of anyone that off no, the top no, of my head that I, that I, especially been, that so. fits that motif doesn't fit. But now with him back. It adds another level, right? It's your Undertaker type character where you mm-hmm. go, okay, what the hell are we gonna do? It's your Undertaker mankind guy where you're just like, I don't know what the hell I'm getting mm-hmm. out of this. So I'm intrigued. It was a great way to go off the show, um, you know. And we're gonna start ramping up for Survivor Series. That's really the end of it. Basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's gonna be big. Um, get a couple War Games matches, so that'll be good, or at least one, right? So oh, like hopefully two technically, you yeah, get a men's and women's. Okay, women, there so. you go. Yeah, so we're gonna see something like that. So obviously. You know we're gonna start building for that literally the day of here, so it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting overall. You know, like I said, I wouldn't say it's a memorable show, but if Bray goes on a massive tear here, you're gonna go that was the start of something. Yeah, big. like I think I think that SummerSlam that the Fiend came out, yeah, 
was like the same thing where it yeah. was like the show wasn't like I don't really remember a yeah. lot that happened on that show, yeah. but like you'd be like, oh, the Fiend debuted at that show, right? And you go, oh shit, here we go, yeah, yeah for sure, absolutely. All right, let's shift focus here a little bit. Um, actually, I really want to ask you really quick. Um, you, did you see that John Moxley lost the GCW title on? Saturday? I did, and I coincidentally I was gonna say we should bring this up at one point, yeah, and I forgot to say it pre-show, so yeah. I know if you're yeah. gonna talk about it. Yeah. Was John Moxley re-signing for that five-year deal? Yes, and I that's think big. I think that was interesting. Yeah, news. so you know. And to, and the idea that he was like a true free agent, yeah. before he resigned it, so he could have gone to anywhere. WWE, he could have signed anywhere. anywhere, and he decided to stay with AEW. Yeah. I think it's pretty important. Yeah, um, loses the GCW yeah, title he, he to uh, to Nick Gage with the interference of the firm, right? Stokely Hathaway and Big Cass. I don't know what they're calling him right now in in WWE or in AEW, but okay. Um, he's what, like Will you know, Morrisley or whatever. Oh yeah, Morrisey or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, okay. he's you know they interfered you know not to help Nick Gage necessarily but to screw Moxley right. But you know with that in addition to MJF teasing a possible face turn on yeah. NAEW, you don't know what the hell's going on there. So just some things to kind of pay attention I, to. I think this Moxley MJF storyline is going to be complicated, fascinating quickly. and yeah. complicated. Yeah. In a good it, way. In, yes, in a yeah. very good way. Yeah. Let me, let's be clear. Like, yeah. in the next five or six weeks, mm-hmm. I think if they announce anything MJF or Moxley related, it's going to be much watch. It's going to be must watch because it's going right. to be, all right, is Moxley going to slowly start turning heel? Is MJF going to be babyface at the right. end of it? Yeah. Like, what's with the firm? What's with what the does firm? that mean? You establish it, but it's like a weird. It's like their, their idea is like, we stick together to help each other out, but we're not necessarily a faction. Right. So are they going to feel with like Blackpool Combat Club? Right. Is it going to be one of those things where it's like, me and I got Brian. Who do you have? And then MJ is like, well, I guess I'll find one of my firm mates or something. Yeah. Like, there's a lot that can um, mm-hmm. that can come of this, and, and that's good because knowing that you're probably just waiting to give the title to MJF yeah. to have the, it very much feels like okay if we tease a babyface run with it and people are kind of because they're happy just to have him back and then at the end he they screw pulls, him really yeah. hard it's and gets like the heel rock thing. survivor series 98 where you're like man rock is like he's getting to stone cold levels and then nope never mind bad Big guy heel, yeah and you go what the hell yeah. and you go that's the perfect time yeah you just right? gotta find you just gotta find that one big thing to turn in the heel at either the pay-per-view or yeah. whenever he's gonna do it but i like the idea of like Baby face, baby face. Oh, big you. Okay, cool. Yeah, like right. I like that yeah, idea. You go in as maybe it's baby face. Like it, they're both tweeners, like you know, because they both have an edge or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, it's more based on respect and lists about, and it's just for the title. And now yeah. he, you know, he kicks him in the ding ding or something. And I like, oh shit, oh shit, here heel, we go. Big heel yeah, energy. Exactly. Yeah. So very, very, very cool. Um, I'm happy for GCW to get the title off of Moxley. I think maybe yeah. They just when they, when they start t- when they start touring and they can actually have maybe Nick Cage more there. Yeah, than... exactly. Or even if it's just a temporary thing, where because Nick Cage is kind of at the end of his rope anyway. But like, to have your world title back in circulation on somebody who's not already committed to a big company like AEW is, right? Mm-hmm. Having him with the title was huge for a company like that. But now is the time where you need to get this title onto somebody long-term or, you know, with, with a group of guys where you can go, hey, I can have my world champion on a good chunk of these shows. I mean, Moxie's only worked a handful of GCW shows in the last year mm-hmm. since he's won the title. So it's like how, you know, we need... You know, yeah, some one of their guys. Yeah, I would love, champion. I would love to see like that, like Matthew Justice or something. Yeah, like one right. of those Effie guys. could take it. Right? I thought Effie was a perfect guy to take it for Moxie. Quite frankly, that yeah. match was terrible. But yeah. 
Um, there's a lot of there's there's yeah. like three or four guys who I think could right. take it and be like, you know, okay, Mance Warner's been a world champion in other independents from before, right? They're doing a lot of stuff with a lot yeah, of yeah. I like guys. I think I, I like uh, Alex Zane. He's over there. He was yep. in, he was in the best yep. Super Juniors, yep. but he's yeah, doing they some have good a lot. Stuff. Yeah, there's some young guys too, like a Jordan. Now there, there's there's options. I'm just I'm just glad to see it kind of come back to where like they're not relying on Moxley to having to make time for mm-hmm. them rather than now like, hey, we got our world champion. Let's let's book some some cool stuff um all right let's shift folks here a little bit though mike uh let's talk baseball so let, let's talk baseball first. i know we're talking baseball we've tried to ignore it this entire time but it keeps coming back up on us tigers fi- finish out with what 66 wins yeah whatever whatever the minus i'll look at it but the, whatever the minus of 66 yeah is. sure um they fire a whole bunch of people basically their hitting coach is gone uh their assisting hitting coach got demoted uh their pitching coach is going to stay the same. I think somebody else is getting fired as well. 66 and 96. Good Lord. Officially. Yeah. Um, what a disaster of a baseball season, Mike. Is there anything else you can really say about it before we kind of briefly talk playoffs? Because, um, wow, what a shit show. Yeah. Um, this is worse than tanking because you had expectations that you were yes. going to be okay, and then you're awful, and you go, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah. I remember this this preseason of yeah. oh, 82 wins? Question yeah, mark. Right and now, like, we're hey, like, all right. we were struggling for 60. So, yeah, um, yeah. This is just all around bad. This is like this is really like Patricia Airlines that we talked about yeah, for like literally 20 three. minutes before yeah. the show started yeah. of like year three, like okay. Now's the time. You got staff your back. You have talent. Let's make this happen. And then you're like, oh, we're like three and three, and then lose out basically the rest yep. of the way. Yep. This is like Tigers started off like five and six or something, and then Aaron Judge has more home runs than all of the Tigers you almost put together. Yep. Couldn't so, hit. It's uh, crazy. Terrible strikeout rate. Uh, there's a lot of issues offensively yeah. for yeah. them, and they need to get it figured out. And I think they did the right call by getting that uh, kind of the guy from the Giants to kind of be the lead guy to kind of figure that out because literally in his press conference, he goes, everything falls around the strike zone. Yeah. And I was like, like, well, I guess him and AJ Hinch are in very clear lockstep of we need to put the bat on the ball Mm -hmm. and we need to start striking more people out. And I was like, all right, I I can at least in theory – jump on board with that bandwagon yep. right so 100%. interesting like that we're going to be talking pistons and wings something a little bit more exciting and hopefully a little more optimistic future uh next week so be on the lookout for that but going back to baseball here um some big uh wild card games i mean oh the my guardians God. and uh what was it uh who was the who did the guardians play yesterday the tampa rays tampa Bay rays 15 innings Oh my God! One nothing. Can you can you talk about how like we talked? So we didn't talk about this game. Yeah. That Thursday night football game, that twelve to nine, oh. just disaster of a football game I'm between gonna, two I teams. Got a, I got a question. Yeah, we got we got. I, NFL I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one question about that before we get to college ball. Okay, because, but anyway, anyway, we'll get to that. But in yeah, a, a a fifteen inning zero to zero game. Well, I can't, and, and you're uh, playing for your life. And That's you're the playing, thing. It's a one game thing. Yeah. it's not like well, okay. Well, so yeah, yeah, so I guess it was it was game. Two of three. Right. So uh, the Rays were playing for their life. Right. Cleveland right. couldn't yeah. lose right. technically. Be but you're fine. like, you're like, but you realistically, you have a short window where you're yeah. kind of playing for your life at that point. And like, I couldn't imagine sitting through that game. That's like if like the Lions made a playoff game and you went to a double overtime and it's like six to six. Yeah. And you're just like, you're oh like, just my god, just six. don't throw the pick six. And, uh, can we keep stopping them? I mean, we stopped them. Yeah. All it, game, it, but it, we have the worst know, defense ever. I was like, you know, you know what? Actually, the the Patriots Rams Super Bowl that oh me and you god. just yeah. absolutely loved for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Where it was like three to three because you're waiting these and you're just like, waiting like one play is all day. And you were and that baseball game I watched from the seventh inning on. Yeah. You're really just like. 
a home run. Yeah, and you one lose. Hit. One big yeah. hit. And that's what it was. The bottom of the yep. 15th inning was uh, Cleveland's walk-off home run. And yep. it was just like, that's it. That's it. There that's it all is. They they're moving on. Uh, but and yeah, then, that was insane. And then to go in later in the day in Seattle's like, oh, that was cool. How about we come back from six or seven runs down? Seven to one. And they and won the game. They were tied nine to nine at one point. Unbelievable. They won... Uh, 10 to 9. Unbelievable, right? I think it's only Crazy. the third time in since the playoffs have ever been established in baseball history that a team has come down from 6 or 7 run, 6 runs down. Yeah. To win a game. To win a game. It's crazy. So, that's insane in itself. Mariners right? winning their first playoff game yesterday, yeah. but series yeah. in general yeah. since like 2001, yeah. 2000 or something. Good that's for them. Good for Seattle. Insane. Yeah. Um Lots of lots of craziness, right? Uh, you know, you got we've you know we we haven't really hit on it, but it's been there, right? The Joe Judge stuff, right? Or Joe Judge, sorry, Aaron Judge. Well, Aaron Judge, yeah. Joe Judge is the former Giants head coach. Yeah, he's gonna be all, he's offensive. He, he's offensive. Yeah, he'll be playing this week. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, Aaron Judge, and talk about the Yankees misplaying that because he needs an extension. Oh, and they didn't in, pay him in the worst way. And now way. it's like, oh, I've got the eighth most home runs, or yeah, I think it's like the eighth most home runs in one season, yeah. in the most ever in American League history, and I just did it. Yeah. And now you're gonna need to pay me. Oh God, so much money. Oh my God, it's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be scary. Like that, when he's, that he's he, gonna get like sixty million dollars a year, and everyone's gonna go for like ten I mean, years. I mean, I get it. And then he's gonna get hurt, and then it's gonna be like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, but no. Yeah, that's insane. It's, who, do, who do you got right now? If you had to, if you had to single out a team, I actually really like this Mariners team. They're a very good baseball team. The fact so, that they kind of faltered at the end of the season struggles hurts me a little bit. But I really like the Seattle team. So I would say the team I would want to win the most yeah. is the Mariners. Right. Let's. Uh, I'll yeah. put that out there. Yeah. Like the team I'll be like secretly in the back of my mind being like, I really kinda wish that. I kind of hope you guys win. Is the Mariners who I think probably will win. Um, I'm kind of in between the Yankees and Dodgers. Yeah. I think the hard thing for the Yankees is they give me the big Dallas Cowboy vibe <laughs> where they just like, they're always like this like big super team. Right. And they just well, their last World Series what two thousand eight nine something I think like that like, that. like yeah. something around that area. So it's been a long time, but every year they're like, oh, this oh, is the, the team. Yankees, yeah, it's oh, like every Yankees. year it's with the Cowboys where it's like, oh, this it's the Cowboys year this yeah. year, and they always end up ten and seven wild <laughs> yeah. card divisional round out, right. and you're just like, they haven't made the okay. the conference final in since like nineties or something, yeah, ninety five or whatever it was. It. I think since they won the Super Bowl last. Yeah. So. Um, the Yankees for me, I think have one of the best rosters. I just think it's like one of those, like, I just don't trust you in yeah. the playoffs. Right. Whereas the Dodgers They've have had it. very recent playoff success yep. to the point where I would trust you more. And I do think they are probably the best team. Obviously they have the best record at 111 wins. Yeah. Um, I just think they're the best team with some of the best pitching going in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, t- I would tend There's to not say really a hole in that lineup either. Like, not really. Like down. you go through the yeah. team, you know, pitching wise, they can go three, four strong really yeah. easily. Uh, hitting wise, I think they're three, four, five is one of the best in baseball. I think it's hard to find a team that beats the Dodgers, but yeah. my- we, li- we, we lived in a time very briefly where the Tigers were kind of one of those teams where you're just like, man, I wonder what it's like just to be able to spend money and just get like all these names. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine being a Dodger fan. Or a Yankee fan where you're just like, oh, yeah, we're just always going to be able to get the biggest guy, the biggest free agent, the biggest, you know, the name or whatever. And you're just like, um, 
Yeah, I, it's just one of those situations where, like, I mean, I wish, I wish the Lions were like that, where it's like people want to come to Detroit just so because of yeah. the of the tradition or yeah. or, or, or just ex- to play. And you're like, yeah. never. Happened. I'm very excited because I think the Pistons have probably the best shot of the four Detroit teams. No, the Wings do. Oh, okay. Oh, that, you, from well, a, well, let me phrase that. What are you talking about? I was gonna say from like from a perspective, I want to go play there no, because no. I think you could be good. No, the wings. Well, I think rings have yeah. wings have the historical aspect yes, of it. The wings have the one where you like know, yeah, they're like yeah. they're like historically the great team. Yeah. But I think like the Pistons are closest to being oh, the best the, team in current in yes. like in the modern okay. time. Yeah, I got you. As yeah. in the last like. Not even the last five years. Yeah. Like, but like in the next like if uh, next ten years, I think the Pistons will have the most success yeah. of the four Detroit teams. Yeah. And so, in, with that being said, I think there's more likely that you get like a Jimmy right. Butler to right. go there, like I a bigger you. name guy, than like a big name guy going to the yeah. Red Wings. Right. That makes more sense. I was gonna say like, historically yeah, standards say, from it's a legacy def- standpoint, I go it's, it's the Wings. It's, it's not close. It's not close. No, yeah. it's definitely the Wings. But. Um. Yeah, for sure. But no. I, yeah. It's just this must be nice. Um. Set. Okay, let me ask you this question. This is not planned, but I, I feel like we have to bring it up. Okay, I'm of, asking you an unplanned yeah, question, yeah, so I think it's okay. fair. Because you, your boy, okay? What He's not the boy anymore. <laughs> with Russell Wilson? <laughs> because, oh my gosh, so, does he look terrible. So, hey, let me be clear here. I haven't seen anybody from a quarterbacking perspective, basically outside of Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar to an extent, and I guess you can throw Jared Goff in there because he's leading the league in touchdowns. But, like, quarterback play overall right now. It's been bad. Horrible. Yeah. Rodgers, terrible. Brady, terrible. Stafford, terrible. All these guys are just looking like they're pick machines or they can't get the, the scoring has got to be down mm-hmm. throughout the league right now. I think it is. So, but Russ, for whatever reason, they got a micro. I don't know if it's just because of that stupid Bronco country thing that he said at the end or because it looks like he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He looks so uninterested mm-hmm. in what the hell's going on. He's like, I got paid. I'm out of Seattle. Yippee skippy. Yeah. What is his deal? Yeah. I, dude, that's tough. I don't know. He wanted out of Seattle so bad, but I was like, honestly, if you're in Seattle right now, it might be four and one. Yeah. Holy shnikes. Like, Geno Smith right now is two and two, going to go play New Orleans Saints team. Yeah. I mean, with Russell Wilson there, you probably could have beaten Atlanta, and you're sitting at three and one going into the Saints game. Like, but like, it, you're at the point. Geno Smith is out playing Russell Wilson right now. Yes, he is. I think Geno Smith's at six touchdowns, two picks going into yeah. week five. I think Russell Wilson after Thursday is four touchdowns, three picks. Yes, or something. Their and offense is anemic. Their red zone offense brutal. It's just brutal. Awful. They're they they convert uh, one in every five times that's to score terrible. to score. That's terrible. Even field goals. Yeah. One in five. Yeah, it's terrible. What do you? I just I don't know what happened, but it feels like someone chopped his balls off. Yeah, it's the best way I can describe it. it he looks like a dog. And who so, got fixed, and, and so he was like, he was the thing I I always thought about Denver when yeah. like initially when he got traded to Denver. Yeah, I was like he doesn't have the offensive weapons that no. Seattle has. No, like if I if, like if we ranked them up, you'd go okay. You got Courtland Sutton, you got Jerry Judy, no tight end. We talked yeah. about no tight end and like a couple good running back like Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Yeah. Would you take that, or do you take Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Noah Fant, Will Disley, Rashad Penny, or, or, Kenneth yeah, Walker? We'll even take take Fant out of it because he'd still be in Denver. Yeah, right? he'd still be in Denver with the trade. Either way, Will, Will Disley. Disley, and then at least last year it would have been Chris Carson still. Chris Carson, right? or or name your guy, Penny slash Kenneth Walker, whatever. Kenneth Walker. Now oh. your offensive line would have been worse. But, but I don't from think a, Denver's from a supporting is, cast. Denver's yeah, isn't like. Like it's not like you went from like oh Seattle sucks to you're going to Kansas City's so it's number one and like you're going it's they're not that much better and here's the other part is 
he wanted to go because he felt like he had he wanted to have more say in the offense. If this is your say, yeah. this is bad. And I'm glad you didn't have say. Yeah, this yeah. is bad. This is bad. Like no, it's it's bad. All and around. this is what's gonna happen. And because you know this better than anybody at this point, when when shit goes down like this, you know when Rodgers loses in the NFC Championship game, there's a six month rhetoric that Rodgers can't play football anymore, yeah. right? Oh, it's, I already don't think Russell Wilson can play football anymore. Legitimately, though, it's getting to the point where like they're on not making playoffs right now. Like they're they're not a playoff team. If mm, if, no. if, if if you meet a time right now, the, the Broncos somehow squeak in, they're going to get decimated by every other team in the AFC that's worth a damn. Yeah. You can't tell me right now that this team is anywhere near a Super Bowl. And by the way, you don't have first-round picks for the next two years. Yeah. Um, what the hell are you – it is on – and I know we say this before, and I know some people like to make bombastic kind of claims like this. In this particular scenario, it is on Russell Wilson. No, it is because the, the Stafford thing, I think it's like your closest yeah. – probably oh, your closest yeah, player. Sure, because you, because you and, got traded to take the team and that you I, thought was ready to a championship. And I think that – I think they're happy as all heck right now that they won that Super Bowl last year. Oh, yeah. Because they took a massive step down. Their offensive from, line's Their brutal. offensive they line's brutal. Outside of Cooper Cup, they have no offense. They can't run the And ball. their defense is meh. Meh. Best. I would say average, slightly yeah. above average. But yeah. this, like, if I looked at the Rams, I'd go, the Rams isn't a Super Bowl team right no, now either. No, absolutely not. But so, like, they were lucky that last year they could put it together and oh, do yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think Denver could put it together and do it. And I think they're only going to get worse. Not in the crowded AFC. Not in their own division. They're third. They're at least third in their division. Yeah, if not fourth. Yeah, I know the Raiders record wise is one in three. Yeah, yep. I, I just I, I, the Raiders I am, just beat them. So I, I don't am know. Astounded at how bad they the, look. Hey, you, you want you want to know the funny thing too about Denver yeah. is they played their weakest part of their schedule already. I know that's what's crazy. Like, let me so. The, the, this is like the funniest part about, and this is going to be really totally big, not planned. Yeah, by yeah the this way, is going to be a really big Denver. Those, it's just one of those things where you just go. It, it's one I don't of those things it. where you talked about it, and you're just like, okay, they're going to be okay. So their first five games, yeah, was uh, Seattle, Texans, 49ers, Raiders, Colts. Yeah, preseason, I would have guessed you're four and one, probably. Seattle, Seattle, you, Te- I think yeah, you would Seattle, beat yeah, Texans, Texans. You would, would beat, beat 49ers. Yeah, they probably. beat the 49ers, yeah. but it would have right. toss up Raiders yeah. and then Colts. Yeah, I think at least three and two, four uh, well, and one. No one know about the Colts are going to be either. So yikes! So coming up, just just throw yeah. a pick, cherry picking some games here. Chargers on Monday Night Football next week no. in in LA. No, no. In Jacksonville. Yep. Uh, you got the Raiders again in Baltimore. Twice against the Chiefs, the Cardinals, and the Rams. Yeah. And another nice. Chargers game. Like yeah. you have two Chargers, two Chiefs, yeah, you Rams, the Chiefs yet. Ravens. Those yeah. are two losses. Those are two I'm losses. Sorry. You're not beating Honestly, Chargers might be two yeah, losses. Yeah, two losses too. I don't think you're beating the Rams, even though the Rams look like poop. And you're in Baltimore I, for the Ravens. And guess what? Jacksonville is gonna give you the fight for your life because they're playing well right they're now. They're playing so good. Yeah. And they play them in two weeks. Yeah. So Jackson that might be still Jacksonville hot. What a disaster. Like through the rest of their schedule, like I thought the first Ugh. five you'd be four and one, and, and everyone's then you, talking, and then about you'd you. be like average through the rest, and then with like nine wins. Right now you're two and three, going into that part, I, five wins. Brutal. It's brutal. Brutal. And this is where, you know, we talk the legacy stuff a lot, but this is where it goes. This one's gonna hurt. This one's gonna hurt. This one's gonna be it's a gonna big be dagger. Bad. It's gonna be bad <laughs> because now the rhetoric is gonna be, well, you didn't really win a Super Bowl. You got carried to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And then the second one, you threw away the Super Bowl. Yeah. And now, and you never were able to get back. Yep. And then you got traded because you felt you were being held back, and you're being held back led you to five wins. 
Yeah, while Geno Smith might actually have a better record than oh, at the end of the year. Oh, boy. Yikes. Who, Alrighty, then. What, what kind of money could you have won saying Seattle would have a better record than Denver? What kind of money is Seattle rolling in right now? Because if, if the Broncos have six wins at the end of the year and they have a top ten pick. And they have two top ten picks? Yeah, and then you go, oh, shit, so we can get our quarterback in the future and the best defensive prospect we want, too. Okay, cool. Or the best offensive lineman or, or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And you have a second second round pick. Oh, my so God. So now you could, you could package up picks go up and get your quarterback order. Yeah. like you can do honestly if Geno Smith's doing what he's doing right now yeah. you might not even Drew Locke's like man <laughs> I wish I could do that yeah uh, it just wilds me all right let's talk college anyway, football college here football. um let's talk first let's talk the thing that I know about and I'll let you wait and that's fine because okay. my thing is my thing's a future okay so. cool so Penn State Michigan Michigan gets the win uh over Indiana this week after a really bad first half they come out second half kind of look more normal yes. um come out there win 34 to 10 um, basically just shut down Indiana completely in the second half. Um, they had 29 total offensive yards, I think. Yeah, which is, half, which, which, is, is which is great, right? Good clearly, clearly something happened. Um, a little bit of a trap game, I would say, Indiana was, right? Because you go oh, into Iowa, you know, you're like, hey, the good defense. They came out really hot. Yeah, the thing I would say about the Big Ten this year yeah. is it's, it's definitely down. Yes. And it's not good, but I think for the top-tier teams like Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State – Going on the road to some of these like Illinois, Rutgers, Indiana yep. games yeah. are like, Ugh, yeah. I don't know because they're sketchy. They're sketchy. Yeah, uh, they're like Illinois is like a feisty team. I think Michigan plays them yeah. like the third they, to last game. They don't game. have any teams right now like Rutgers before uh, Shano got back there. Where I was like, oh, so we're gonna win seventy two to nothing. Yeah, like there's no game yeah. like that on their schedule. Right. Every game's like gonna be a fight. Yeah, but outside of, if you play yeah. Northwestern, Northwestern right. would be a pretty yeah, walk in for um i yeah i am you know so they get the win right but leading up to this week though big game against penn state are they in they're in michigan they're though, in right? michigan okay they're, they're in ann arbor yep so third week in a row they're in the fox noon kickoff game Woo! Um, that means nothing i just wanted to say it yeah um thoughts on on their chances do you expect them to come out I, I from what i've seen it i feel like they come up but they've also come down to competition yes so i think I think this is more on Penn State than on Michigan because yeah. historically, I would say the last three times yeah. Penn State has gone into Ann Arbor, mm -hmm. it's been a death sentence. Mm -hmm. They're just yeah. for some reason yeah, they can't go into Ann Arbor yeah, and, and play, play well, well at yeah. all. Well, was the last time was like forty nine to ten or something. Like yeah, that. I think forty nine to ten. The one before that was like. 37 to 7. That like, was Harbaugh's first real big win, I think. Couple, it actually might have been Wisconsin, then Penn State back to back. But I remember they played Wisconsin and like got the upset, and then they beat Penn State by a thousand. Everybody went, oh shit. Yeah. But then when they go to Penn State, it's like 28 21. Like it's always a barn burner game. It's just always Penn State going into Michigan that they yeah. just shit the bed for some reason. So Penn State comes off a bye coming yeah. into this game because they didn't play this past weekend. So I think it's big for Penn State to come out hot. Now, do I think more than like if I had a bet on it, would they come out sloppy and right. turn the ball over two times really early? Penn State does, yeah, probably. Yeah. And then the game kind of gets out of hand. That's kind of the way I see the game going: is Penn State either throws a pick or fumbles really early. Michigan takes advantage of it and then kind of has control of the game. Yeah, is always up like ten points, but is never blowing them out by right. any means. Maybe right. blows them out near the end. Yeah. Um. So I I see Michigan winning. Um. Penn State's really good, and I think Penn State's the true test before Ohio State. I don't yes. think any other team is no. at all a test, really, for Michigan. I think it's Penn State, then Ohio State. Yep. Um, but I don't think Michigan will have much trouble. Yeah. 
Um, if I had any worries, it would be the defense to Penn State's offense, but I don't think Michigan's defense is so bad that like they can't slow down Penn State at all. I really, I'm actually really liking Michigan's secondary quite a bit. It, you can really tell, and I think once again, you know, we're always right, but it was really we were really spot on in kind of the team profile going into the season that when you lose um, the amount of talent on the edge rush that they did last year, their secondary really has stepped up, in my opinion. Like now, yes. granted, when you play Iowa, everyone looks awesome. We, we you know, you oh, shared me that that, and I almost pissed myself. It was so funny, but um, a team against Maryland where they do have offensive firepower, right, where they are putting up 30 points a game. Even in a team like Indiana where you're basically throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you, playing against a Penn State team, even Michigan State where they have some okay receivers, I do think that their secondary overall is at least carrying the defense, which is allowing the pass rush to get home. You know what I mean? Um what are you dying over there for? I know you're watching some 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 Sunday or some Sunday morning football. Uh Giants basically just won. Oh, really? Yeah. They just beat the Packers? Yeah, basically. Good for them. I didn't start Rodgers this week anyway. It's all good. Um, <laughs> Rodgers played well. Okay, anyway, that's Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. Anyway. Um, Rodgers played decently well. But yeah. Um, let me, I have a question for you, and I, if, if it's the same question you have for me, I, I apologize, but I have a question. Yeah, I doubt it okay. will be. Okay, all right. So this is just Michigan-related. Okay. okay. This is J. My J. mind's McCarthy. an overall. Okay, this related. is J.J. McCarthy-related. Okay. 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 I'm seeing some rhetoric online about how people are – a little upset slash scared slash making fun of Michigan and basically saying that they've turned McCarthy into a check down King. <laughs> yeah. And while I can understand the rhetoric, I don't necessarily agree with it. No. So, okay. So my thing with what Michigan's doing with JJ is I think he was efficient as hell. So, so me. Harbaugh, it does things basically one way yeah. he runs and they do the small check downs. Uh-huh. I don't think, they're turning JJ into that. I think JJ gives them the opportunity to open up more things. Yeah. But when you play a bad team, you don't have to. Right. That's kind of like how I look at it. Like when you play Iowa and you play Indiana and you yeah. play, you know, right. later you're going to be playing Rutgers and stuff. They don't need to be throwing these deep right. crossing routes and these right. super crazy trick plays and McCarthy running around all the time. You don't need that. You need five yard, five yard, five yeah, yard, run the, ball, run the ball, run the ball, be efficient, done. win by 21 and be done. Like I, You don't need anything crazy. The reason why McCarthy is playing there instead of anyone else is because when you play Penn State and Ohio State, you have to be able, you have to, be able to move yeah. around, air the ball out, and make yeah. big plays, right. and J.J. gives you the best opportunity for those. Yeah. So... Uh, I guess right now he is in that like okay check down, but like I don't yeah, think he that's threw for three hundred yards last. That's not on, on to Saturday. me. That's like checking like same thing Jared Goff does in the Lions yeah. is check down, check down, check down, yeah. ten yard pass, ten yard pass, and then takes a couple shots, hits them. Like yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that type of offense when you're playing a team that you know Listen, is worse than you. They're putting mon- they're putting points on the board. They're being efficient in the red zone usually, right? They've got a good run. They're going to lean on the run game. Michigan is not Ohio State. You you know what you don't want J.J. doing, actually? Is throwing three picks in because he's just chucking balls everywhere, and they're terrible. Like, he threw the one interception yesterday, yeah. which he was trying to force in between two people because mm-hmm. he had a step on somebody. Yeah. That's the, Those are the plays where if you just let him open up the playbook and air it out against Indiana, you throw three picks and you might be down 17 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Right, because you played so poorly in the first half, and now you're in a dogfight against a team you should be beating. Exactly. Yeah. So I think the idea of against a bad team that you know, okay, if it comes, like Georgia does the same thing. Georgia played Missouri, and yeah. they were in a dogfight because they were 
testing things out, throwing the deep ball, and they went, you know what? This is Missouri. Yeah. Run, run, run. run. Ball, Can we just run yeah. the ball, throw five-yard passes, yeah. go score three straight touchdowns, and make and sure we win by 10? Yeah. Like, come on. So, like, that's, I think, what Michigan kind of was like, okay, why is it 10 to 10? Like, can we just yeah. nail this down, throw short, run the ball, and just go score some touchdowns? And that's what they did. Like, yeah. they, they know they're better than Indiana, yeah. and you just don't want to lose. But I think JJ just gives you the opportunity against Penn State and Ohio State, and I would say Michigan State, but they're awful, Listen, is like an also need to forget, remember, this is his third game starting. Yeah. Fourth game. Fourth game. Fourth game? Uh, fifth game. Fifth game? Technically, because okay, he starting. started week two. Okay, oh, yeah. Why. Fifth game starting. He's a – he hasn't played much. No. You know what I mean? Like, can we give him a little bit? Can we give him a little bit of breathing? Now, look, he needs to play well against Penn State. Yeah. You know? Like – Here's the thing. If he comes out against – and three picks against Penn State, we'll have problems. Yeah, right. But – Or – and here's the other part, too. Okay, he throw he, he throws three picks, but he also throws for 450 yards. And you go, okay, well, maybe, you know, there's a little bit of the gunslinger. And he is a gunslinger type guy. You know, he, he trusts his arm to an nth degree. And you've seen moments where you go, man, he – put some pepper on that one right mm-hmm. and he can fit it through he he is a more mobile matthew stafford type guy that's what he is he you know what i mean sometimes he's like i trust my arm to get it there and you go we know but when he makes that awesome ass play you go okay and then when he throws a stupid pick you go all right well we kind of have to live with with some of those decisions so mm-hmm. um i'm not ready to go out and say that they've completely neutered jj yet you know now if we play ohio state and he's throwing five yard checkdowns every play then we're gonna have issues but I just don't think that's that's going to happen. What did you have for me, though, Mike, oh, yeah. to end the show? Because I'm very interested to hear what you got yeah. for me. So I have a, I've, I just have a where you think okay. question. Okay. So we have never – so with the four-team playoff idea, yeah. we have never had a situation where we've had all five power conference teams, the power five, yeah. each team have their conference winner be undefeated. Yeah. And then the decision of who gets in. Yeah. So I thought halfway through the season, mm-hmm. we, we were inching towards that possibility. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see from you yeah. what teams you think would get in. Okay. So presumably the SEC will either get Georgia, Alabama, if they play each other. So I'm just going to say right off the bat, whichever one of those teams go undefeated and wins the SEC, they're in. Yes. That's that's pretty easy. Well, I'll just say it's Alabama, could be Georgia, but right. Alabama. So right. Alabama is in. Big Ten, you get Ohio State, Michigan play in the Thanksgiving game, whatever. I presume whatever team, whether it's Ohio State or Michigan, wins that game, they go on, they win the Big Ten championship because the West sucks. <laughs> so, and I think they're both going to be undefeated going into that game. Yeah. So, Michigan or Ohio State, well, I'll say Ohio State right I'm now because I think State. there's more chance that happens. Agreed. Ohio State gets it. Okay. You would agree. Agreed. Okay. So, now we have three teams left okay. with two spots. Okay. So for me, presumably Clemson is the only undefeated ACC team. I think they have a very strong chance of going undefeated and win the ACC. Okay. So Clemson goes undefeated, wins the ACC. Okay. There's option one. Okay. The Pac-12, USC, right now is six and zero. If they go undefeated and win the Pac-12, there's option two. Okay. Oklahoma State is six and zero. If they go undefeated and win the Big 12 championship, yeah, there's option three. So for me, I was trying to think about the other day. I know the Big 10 and the SEC get in 100%. Yeah, there's right. no no option around that. Right. 
Unless something catastrophic. Unless something catastrophic happens, but like going to say, and Ohio State both have two losses. Yeah, like if they, <laughs> listen, if 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 Alabama loses to Tennessee right next week because they play in Tennessee right, and then. Alabama and Georgia play, and Alabama beats Georgia, and they both have one loss. Yeah. This conversation is completely different yeah. because now it's does a one loss SEC team get in over an undefeated Power Five? Like that's a completely different. Oper- but like presumably saying that assuming all assuming f- everybody takes care, all of five of these teams are undefeated yeah. and gets in. What four teams, I guess, do you think make it? Oh boy, um, I would say yeah. So Bama would be the one. Ohio State, Ohio State would, would be, be the, the two. two. Yep, I would say at that point, um, just looking at it, like would you from say the optics? I would go. I think the way it would probably shake out is Clemson would be the three, mm-hmm. and USC would be the four. You think USC? So that was that was where my thing was. Is I was like pretty confident Clemson would make it because of historical, yep. recently historical yeah, value. Yeah, Sweeney and that and Clemson program. They've been there before. And I don't think and the USC sexy. It's a, it's a big market. Yeah, you've got Lincoln Riley in there now. First season, right? Mm-hmm. It's exciting. So now you're getting Lincoln Riley and USC versus Alabama in that first round matchup. Um, I could honestly. And don't hate me. I could see USC being three and Clemson being four. So that way you get Dabo versus Saban. And then you have Lincoln Riley versus in that offense versus Georgia and their defense, mm-hmm. right? And kind of get that matchup, right? It's all about matchups for the for the committee at the end of the day, right? Yeah. That's what they're going to go based on. Well, Oklahoma State's not sexy. Yeah. They're not. They don't do anything abundantly great. Like their yeah. defense is good. Their offense is fine. But it's Mike Gundy. You've got the – and all that shit, right? Yeah, I just thought this in, this country yeah. because I think Oklahoma State being twelve and one in Big Twelve championship last year, and they mm-hmm. were like the five seed. Mm-hmm. It's like that idea that like Cincinnati had, where they were undefeated two years in a row, and I was yep. like, God, how do you not put them in? And I think the reason why is because Oklahoma is clearly poop. Yeah, and um, Baylor's fine. Yeah, right. Um, but they won't have neither. I I would put it this way. None of these teams are going to have a signature win. I was going to say, so like, I was going to say, because you're going to yeah. get to the point where they don't yeah. have a signature win. Yeah. I was like, USC but, but, might but, beat Oregon, who got decimated yeah. by Georgia. Well, USC and, and Clemson UCLA, plays, potentially, because UCLA is playing really well right now, too. Yeah. I was like, Clemson doesn't yeah. play anyone either. They no, play like NC but, State. But they have, they have the one thing that Oregon State or that Oklahoma State doesn't, and that's they have a brand. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, I think. They have the coach, they have, and here's the thing they do things well. Right, Clemson has DJ Uga, and they've got Dabo, and they've won national championships in recent memory. USC is a former major power. They've got Lincoln Riley there. They they've turned the program around literally in the matter of one season. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what is really going to be interesting, in my opinion, is okay. Let me let me just float this out for you before we kind of wrap up the show for this week. Okay, say. All these teams, right, wind up having one loss somewhere. They all stumble, but they all win their they all win their conference, right? Mm-hmm. But then you've also still got, let's just say, Georgia and um, Michigan with one loss but no conference championship. Yep. How do they figure out a way to get Georgia in the Final Four? Yeah. Because you know that's what they'll – or vice versa. Say Georgia beats Bama. Mm-hmm. Georgia's clearly the number one seed. Ohio State beats Michigan. Now you go. Yeah, so uh, I think I now think what happens for so, that four seed, right? So I think there's a very good. So in that situation, I yeah. think because so I I have a 
I think there's a decent chance yeah. Alabama might lose to Tennessee this upcoming week. Yeah. They play well, in Tennessee. If Bryce Young's not playing. If Bryce Young does play. And the, the Hayden Hooker dude who's at yeah. Tennessee, uh-huh. it's just he might be the Heisman this year, yeah. honestly. like He's playing really well. Right. So there's a good chance that they could beat Alabama. The reason why I think this this one is a little interesting is if yeah. Alabama loses that game, yeah. Georgia's undefeated. It's kind of like what happened last year. Oh, yeah. And then Alabama beats Georgia. Yeah. So Georgia's only losses to Alabama, and Alabama wins the SEC. I think the only reason way I wouldn't put Georgia in is if like USC was undefeated. Right. Because I don't think you could. Then it, then it comes out. And here's the thing. Here's the fun part is when there's 12 teams, none of this matters. None of it. Because none all these nine teams they just, just all get it. in. They all just exactly. get in and fight yeah. for it. Exactly. But because we only have to find four, yeah. I think the real debate of, okay, Georgia 12-1, and one, only losing to number two Alabama. With no SEC championship. With no SEC championship. Are they better than Oklahoma State with a Big 12 title. That's And that's the thing. And it's like strength of scale. Like, you're all, okay. Uh, Georgia's only loss is to Alabama. Alabama's only loss is to a number eight overall team on the road. Right. Oklahoma, but Oklahoma State didn't lose. Right. Right. Oklahoma State's undefeated, and yeah. they're in a power five. And they're in power Cincinnati. five. Yeah, you're not Cincinnati. And so, then, and then if you're Michigan, you go, okay, well, we beat Penn State, who was a top ten team, and then we beat everybody else in the Big Ten, and say they say they lose Ohio State by three, three, fine, right, in Ohio State. Yeah. And yet, we're not one of the best four teams yeah. in the country. I will say, now. I will. Yeah. See, that one's hard. Now, I no, will no. say now. Looking at the optics, it, you know, because we watch Michigan, you're probably not. But no, I would just say the only thing I would say to that is yeah. Georgia has the edge. Here's the thing: because they played Oregon. Yeah. That's right. why Oregon right. was number right. eight at the right. time or whatever, and they beat them forty nine to three. But, but Michigan doesn't have that like. Yeah, but if they blow out, if they blow out Penn State, Penn State's gonna be top ten. Oh yeah, Penn State's week, right? nine probably. Right. So if Michigan at four, no, I hundred percent agree. Is like Penn State. Then at the end of the day, and Penn State's only got one loss, mm-hmm. and it was two Michigan or two, yeah. Ohio and, or- and Oregon only has one right. loss too. So it's then like you go, we've got a signature win. We and we lost in a close game to our rival for the for the championship game. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we be considered just as much as Georgia? The answer is no, no. but they should be, yeah, right? Theoretically. It is a – and because of the brand. Now, if this was Michigan State, Michigan State's got no chance. Sorry, it's just – it's not fair, but it's reality. It is It is very, very interesting. I think it just – once again, it's more evidence to show that a 12-team playoff is yeah. – even, even eight – Yeah, would be a lot you, you You could just go, okay, here's six teams. Yeah. The other you're not two the are kind best. Of... Yeah, you're not You're not in the top eight. You're not winning a national title. Anymore. Yeah, but, like, yeah. once this 12 team comes in, these questions are never going to be asked because, like, the top 10 teams are going to be finalized. Yeah. And it's like, oh, are we going to take yeah. Kentucky or Wake Forest? Well, at that point, I don't think it's, like, right. that big of a deal which one you take. Obviously, if you're K- Kentucky or Wake Forest, you want to be that team. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, you're the 12 seed. You're yeah. probably gonna if, get if walked over. If I had over. to say it right now, if Bama beats Georgia, right? Say Bama's and Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, and Ohio State gets it done against Michigan, assuming they're both undefeated going into that game, I, I the way I would the way I think the committee would do it is it's Bama, Ohio State, USC, Clemson, in that order. That's how I would have it. Yep. The only because of the matchup perspective. In the storyline of think, Dabo versus Saban, okay, and then offense okay, versus wh- offense. Which which one gives you more tingle? Now now the other one might not be. Which one gives you? More, I think Clemson's the interesting team here because here's here's. I a, don't know how good Clemson is. I I don't. I don't think they're that good. That's the thing. here's the fun part with Clemson though is yeah. here's the storyline. You get either Dabo versus 
Saban or Ohio State Clemson three. No, Dabo versus. You know why? Because Dabo and Saban have fought for national championships. No, I, I agree. That's, that's I agree, but I, yeah. I, everyone likes like no. the third yeah, of a trilogy. No, I, think, third. I think it'd be better Dabo versus Saban again, and then you get Lincoln Riley versus Ryan Day. That's, both, both very stubborn that's, offensive people. That's sexy though, right? Yeah. Two explosive offenses with potential Heisman winners. And you go, in here's there. a preview of two years when the USC comes into the Yeah, exactly. And well, no, seriously. Though, and right? USC that's whoops Ohio State and go, get oh, ready, Big get, Ten. And then everyone goes, Oh, we gotta travel to California, and none of no Big Ten team ever travels well. Um yeah. So that's how I would do it though so far. Probably. You know yeah, what I mean? I would agree. Let's but everyone has to stay undefeated. Just, yeah, let's just hope Michigan stays um, undefeated and wins the whole damn thing. That's just that's solves all my problems. Yeah. Are, can we make a can we make a pact? I know Kyle sometimes listens to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um can we make a pact if Michigan somehow won anything of any resemblance that he's not allowed on that show? That's fine. Fair enough. I'm gonna put it this way. I'll, let's do this. I will we can have him on the preview show for Ohio State Michigan, but if Michigan wins He's not allowed for the reaction. Okay, here's show. the thing. So, like, the Ohio State, like, he did it last year. It wasn't unbearable. I'm saying, like, if Michigan got to the Final Four yeah. and they beat, like, Clemson to get to the national championship, do you understand how unbearable this man might be? I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm throwing you under the bus here. He might be the most unbearable person on earth. <laughs> it's actually, though. if, he won the, if, if they, they won. If they beat Clemson, I'd go good. Because I don't think Clemson's very good. Yeah. So. But, like, and then if they went to the. If they win to the national championship and beat no, no, like no. Alabama, no. If they win a national, championship. yeah, yeah, no. If they win it, I'm like, could you imagine how unbearable he would be, dude? Can we, can we not I love have Michigan, that? but guess what? Michigan Every, fans are the worst. Michigan fans suck. They're so bad. I love you, people. You're you're some of our devoted fans, but good God, are you guys annoying? You're you're bad. You're bad. It, I'm sorry. It just can't. It's be. dumb. And the Lions fans just oh really do God. it to me. Uh, I don't think Lions fans are nearly as bad. Here's why I don't think Lions fans are nearly bad. Because Lions fans live in a in the level of self hate. Right, yeah. because they don't like being Lions fans, so they just like to bitch. Michigan fans are the complete opposite. Michigan yeah, fans like and fans. Dallas Cowboy fans yeah. are the same. Nothing's ever their fault. They didn't lose that game. It was the refs. It was everything. It's every stereotypical crappy sports fan shit. That's what Michigan fans do, and I can't stand it. Spot game notwithstanding, because that was shit. Yeah, outside of that, that's the only one where I go, that was bullshit. Outside of that, though, you lose to Ohio State by 50, you can't say there was something wrong there. You got smoked. It just happens. (laughs) Good God. Yeah, no, I just... Yeah, Michigan fans are brutal. I I would love to uh, also, we're just going to throw this out there, too. We're going to throw this out eight weeks in advance. If uh, Michigan and Ohio State are both undefeated going into that game, maybe we should, like, stream that game. And get like live reactions. I think I, I think we could do something like that. Maybe get, just watch get, it. Do like a watch along. Yeah, like you know, I don't want to. I don't want to shout a whole bunch of people, but you know how yeah. like Tom Grassi does his stream. I love, love Tom I love, Grassi. I, well, but like, I wish like he was a like, Packers fan so much. I do too. I wish yeah. he was almost any other fan. I'd yeah. be like in love with it. Mm-hmm. But if like we just sat here, had a TV like right here, oh yeah, just watch it. Do like a play by play thing. We could totally definitely do. do that. Oh yeah, I think we should definitely. I would if like they're both say, undefeated. Yeah, done. Yeah, I think I would like to do it more for the Lions, but there's just like no point. Playoff game. First playoff yeah, play, game. First, first game. playoff game. I'm gonna put this. I'll put this on the marker right now. First playoff game for the Lions or Michigan, Ohio State, undefeated or or first playoff series for the next Detroit sports team. Yeah. Any okay. Uh, yeah, we can we can just label as any meaningful game. Yeah. If basically. Michigan basketball makes yes. it like the Sweet Sixteen. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. Sweet Sixteen and up. Anything yeah. before that, I don't really 
they should handle their business. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally down Hell for yeah. big do that, big time for games. Sure. Looking be low on the lookout, ladies and gentlemen. We Mine. might do that. Hell yeah. I'm ready for it. Oh yeah, we got a spare TV and we can get in the studio and all that good stuff. Hell yeah. Let's yeah. do that. All right, that's gonna be it for this week's show. Next week we got Lions Talk. They're on the bye. We're talking about them. We got Pistons Talk at the start of the new NBA season. We've got Red Wings Talk, started their new season with a new head coach and Derek Alon. we got a lot of stuff coming your way next week. Be ready for it. We appreciate all the support. Once again, make sure to go to belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm always right PC to get our official brand new logo on the brand new t-shirt. So make sure you guys go grab that. Also use our code I'm always right uh, with Swift Lifestyles to get 15% off and uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Thank you guys so much for the support. Once again, that's going to be it for the Missing Whale Man. He's the Merkso Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeka. We will see you guys as always next time.